This is a Catholic Concern for Animals podcast. Readings from the Ark, issue 253, autumn 2022. Biden's FDA insists on continuing its unethical and obsolete animal testing mandates. By Dr. David Gortler, former senior executive, FDA official and senior advisor to the FDA commissioner. Dr. David Gortler is a pharmacologist, pharmacist and an FDA and Healthcare Policy Oversight Fellow and FDA Reform Advocate at the Ethics and Public Policy Centre think tank in Washington, D.C. He was a Professor of Pharmacology and Biotechnology at the Yale University School of Medicine, where he also served as a faculty appointee to the Yale University Bioethics Centre. He has a red-nosed rescued pit bull named Cinnamon, who is his best friend. The, uh, this article was written with her in mind because she is the best dog. A righteous man regards the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. Proverbs of Solomon 12.10 Behold the fowls of the air. Are you not much better than they? Matthew 6.26 Recently, the U.S. Food and Drugs Administration, FDA, scolded Americans interested in ivermectin as a COVID-19 treatment by tweeting, You are not a horse. You are not a cow. The FDA's tendentious sarcasm is ironic, given that the FDA continues to mandate animal testing as a precursor to all human drug development. Most Americans would be appalled to know how many animals are stunned, electroshocked, sleep-deprived, poisoned, vivisected and killed in the name of science at taxpayers' expense, including research on dogs, such as the work by researchers with SRI International Study and the University of Georgia, which Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, NIAD, has acknowledged funding. Back in late July, the White Coat Waste Project reported that it obtained documents through a Freedom of Information Act request which revealed that the NIAD just spent $424,000 to commission a study in which healthy beagles are given an experimental drug and then intentionally infested with flies that carry a disease-causing parasite that affects humans. The study at the University of Georgia used 44 beagle puppies who were just 6 to 8 months old, were repeatedly injected with or force-fed an experimental drug for weeks, and then killed and dissected. And the documents also show that Fauci's National Institute of Health, NIH, division paid to have the puppies' vocal cords cut out so they couldn't bark in the lab while they were being abused. As appalling as this may seem, it's nowhere near the most ghoulish thing done to animals in the name of medical research. But what if some animal testing were actually required by law? It's required by law. Animal testing is mandated by the FDA. As a postdoctoral fellow at Yale University and as Pfizer International Medicine Research Scientist in the late 90s and early 2000s, one of the experiments I was charged with overseeing and analysing included what are called lethal dose LD tests on animals, 
my colleagues and I would have to determine the LD50, the dose that would kill 50% of the animals tested after a single administration of the drug. I was deeply conflicted conducting these experiments, but was told that they had to be done for the betterment of mankind. In these kind of experiments, canines, rodents and other animals was force-fed or injected multiple grams of experimental drugs, only to then begin first-in-human FIH trials by dosing humans, who are 10 to 100 times more massive, with milligrams, about one ten-thousandth of the dose we gave to the much smaller test animals. This forced animal poisoning was not a Pfizer idea. It was a mandate in the form of anti-codified FDA regulations. Antiquated technology. In 1962, Congress passed the Kefauver-Harris Amendments, KIH, to modernise scientific methodologies under the Federal Food, Dog and Cosmetic Act and empowered the FDA to mandate animal testing requirements for new drug approvals. Of course, science has advanced tremendously in the last 60-odd years, but the FDA has not kept up. Following the FDA's lead, neither have most other researchers. For a sense of how outdated the KAH is, when the FDA adopted animal testing, the average annual income was $5,315. The average price of a new house was $12,700. A gallon of gasoline cost 25 cents, and ABC's first colour television series, The Jetsons, made its debut. Under the Code of Federal Regulations, CFR, per sec, section 312.20, requirements for an IND, Investigational New Drug Application, the FDA also began requiring comprehensive animal studies for approval of new drugs in humans. The word animal is used specifically and repeatedly in this regulatory text for measures of pharmacology, how the drug exerts its effects, and toxicology, at what dose it causes adverse events, as well as for radiation absorption, the effect on pregnancy, fertility, and effects on the developing fetus. Existing FDA regulations allow absolutely no flexibility to explore or implement newer methods that are more predictive for humans because they utilise human biology rather than that of other species. FDA alone holds the power to initiate change. In the meantime, companies must follow these regulatory rules to move an investigational medication through the review process to obtain FDA approval. Beyond regulations, animal tests are enumerated and prioritised in FDA guidance documents. Guidance documents are meant to be non-binding recommendations that reflect the agency's thinking on a topic, but do not hold the weight of regulation or force of law. Or do they? Recently, Vanda Pharmaceuticals sought to avoid conducting a nine-month study on dogs, stating the study, which would kill dozens of dogs, had no scientific justification. But FDA reviewers would not budge, referencing its own guidance documents. Animal tests are a poor predictor of what actually happens in humans. After 60 years, scientists have learned that the results of animal tests 
aren't particularly useful or predictive in humans. Despite this, FDA requires animal tests to be performed for almost every new drug it reviews, regardless of its utility. It's noteworthy that approximately 90% of early phase clinical trials fail after passing extensive animal testing. The KHA and FDA's ongoing failure to move away from animal studies has contributed to tens of millions of mice and rats killed per year in the name of science. Separate from that are the other animals killed, including monkeys, rabbits, pigs, guinea pigs and cats. In addition, an estimated 20,000 dogs are killed per year. It's not just the widely disparate animal species and breeds involved that's a problem. It's the variety and metabolic pathways and drug metabolites in animals, leading to variation in efficacy and toxicity, disease latency and discordant variation in the schedule of dosing that is only loosely relevant to human beings. When it comes to human health, loosely relevant is not good enough. For example, isotretinoin, Accutane, causes birth defects in rabbits and monkeys, but not in mice or rats. So is it safe for pregnant mothers? Answer, no. Rats are physiologically unable to vomit, so that can't be used to assess drugs which cause gastrointestinal upset. Corticosteroids are known to cause congenital abnormalities in many animal species, but not in humans, while the opposite is true for thalidomide, which is not teratogenic in animals, but is in humans. Many of the animal studies required by the FDA are rather nonsensical, including eye and skin irritation tests of drugs that are approved only for oral administration. The NIH acknowledges approximately 30% of promising medications have failed in human clinical trials because they are found to be toxic despite promising preclinical studies in animal models. Using animals to test human drugs not only hurts animals, it hurts people. State-of-the-art animal-free alternatives could advance drug testing. There have been rather dramatic advances on drug testing since the 1960s, including preclinical, non-animal testing methodologies. As a former senior executive White House appointee to the FDA, I advised the FDA Commissioner and the White House on ways to both eliminate outdated and cruel FDA-mandated animal testing and speed up the drug development process. One of the things I proposed was advancing organ-on-a-chip, OOC, technologies, which potentially could have done both. OOCs are made by programming or culturing human cells obtained from relevant human organs, heart, liver, kidney, brain, gastrointestinal, in a microenvironmental chip, where microdoses of experimental drugs can be applied, following a lot of math. OOCs can then be linked to form model human systems, adding additional complexity. Since human cells are used to populate those OOCs, this in vitro technology circumvents and has the potential to reduce or eliminate the cruelty and experimental limitations that have always been inherent in animal testing. The ethical and technological advances are obvious. OOCs have the potential to predict safe doses more clearly and quickly than animal tests. In addition to being time-intensive and technically complex, 
animal testing is always subject to varying interpretations, not to mention all the matters of being ethically questionable and necessitating animal suffering. FDA's brazen resistance to preventing cruelty and ignoring Congress. As a former academic animal researcher, while at the FDA, I spent months preparing a detailed proposal whereby funding would be provided to a few pharmaceutical companies to implement OOCs in tandem with existing animal testing to prospectively test the hypothesis that OOCs would speed preclinical drug development by more accurately predicting safety and efficacy in humans. Comparative studies already show that OOC technology better predict human drug responses than crude animal tests, but my scientific report was ignored, specifically by the FDA's brand new Centre for Drug Evaluation and Research, CDER, leader, promoted under the Biden White House, Patricia Cavazzoni. It's too bad that the FDA's Patricia Cavazzoni couldn't, at least temporarily, consider listening to objective findings supporting replacing cruel FDA-mandated animal testing from a Trump public health appointee. As the head of FDA, CDER, the power to change the cruel, outdated status quo is hers, and hers alone. I wasn't the only one being ignored. In 2020, both the House and Senate directed the FDA to review and modify regulations in 21 CFR to clearly reflect the agency's discretion to accept valid non-clinical approaches, to include changing references to animal data to non-clinical, e.g. OOC, and report its progress by September 30th, 2021. The FDA missed the deadline. To date, the FDA has no funding or dedicated staff to commit to studying these methodologies and no guarantee that in vitro or in silico methods, e.g. OOC, will be advanced or explored at all. Concerned scientists everywhere wait for the FDA leader to act, but the FDA continues to ignore the latest science, Congress and the ongoing mandate of cruel animal testing in the name of science. Ending cruel animal testing from the FDA, a 100% non-partisan issue if there ever was one. Alternatives to animal testing, such as OOCs, already have bipartisan support. Replacing animals with state-of-the-art OOCs is not just an animal welfare issue. It is an issue of public health and would reduce the time needed to bring investigational pharmaceuticals to market. It also has clear advantages when dealing with public health emergencies such as COVID-19. In his inaugural address, President Biden said, Many centuries ago, St. Augustine, a saint of my church, wrote that a people was a multitude defined by the common objects of their love. What are the common objects we love that define us as Americans? Joe Biden went on to rhetorically answer, Security, liberty, honour and the truth. But those can be debated. If I had to answer, I would say that one of the few things that Americans could all come together on in today's world of partisan politics just might be the profound love of their pets and other animals. Over the past six decades, technology has dramatically progressed along with our view of the role of animals in society. Organic and free-range versions of animal-based foods are commonplace in grocery stores and restaurants, as well as plant-based alternatives. Work animals from horses to guide dogs are cared for and treated with respect.
In America, 67% of households have a pet, 63% of which have dogs, and 90% of all pet owners consider their pet to be a member of their family. This is punctuated by the fact that Americans spend $100 billion on their pets yearly because they authentically love them and care for their well-being. Dogs really are our best friend and should not be vessels for research. We love our pets and science has proven that they love us back. Millions of dog owners over generations have told each other that their dog is the best dog and every one of them is correct. Bottom line... Americans overwhelmingly disapprove of animal testing. That disapproval percentage might approach 100% if the Americans knew that newer and more effective alternatives like OOC could fully replace animal testing. We banned fur. Moral progress and ethics have guided retailers' concern for animal welfare regarding the wearing of fur. Wearing animal fur is another thoughtless practice. According to the Humane Society, 85% of fur for clothing originates in cruel overseas factory fur farms. Hundreds of brands and stores, including Armani, Burberry, DKNY, Coach, Gucci, JCPenney, Lululemon, Macy's, Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, Prada and Sears Kmart have pledged to not deal in fur. Two years ago, California became the first state in the nation to ban fur sales completely. In 2021, Israel became the first country to do the same. Other countries have forbidden fur farming and production. It's clear that the cruelty of raising and killing animals strictly for their hides represents the practice of a bygone era, the cruelty of which is very obvious to anyone who thinks about it. Common sense and moral progress also dictate that the FDA is obliged to keep up with the latest technology to protect public health. That means reducing or eliminating its mandate and reliance on cruel and unnecessary animal tests. Deep down, we all know that it is particularly sinister to abuse domesticated animals and pets that we have bred to love, trust and have them completely depend on us as human beings. OOC technology has the potential to provide an avenue for the new kind of preclinical testing that doesn't torture man's best friend or any other animal. America's FDA deserves a forward-thinking, open-minded and scientifically non-partisan generation of leaders who listen to scientific progress. Introducing OOC technology at the FDA could have set a positive example against animal cruelty for all drug researchers everywhere. In the meantime, animals will unfortunately continue to suffer. That was a Catholic Concern for Animals podcast, Readings from the Ark, issue number 253, autumn 2022. If you are interested in Catholic Concern for Animals, the Ark, becoming a member or subscribing to the Ark, then please visit our website at www.catholicanimals.com. Thank you.